if you do find yourself out in those conditions on a longboard, you're probably not in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what I'd say. <laughs> this is all us. What are we doing? <laughs> I honestly think uh, that's the thing with longboarding. Is so many people like expect themselves to be taking it out and all the stuff for shortboarding. Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Leighton. On this episode, we speak to Jack from Longboard Techniques. Yeah, Longboard Techniques on Instagram. We've been getting a lot of questions saying, please, can you do something on Longboard Techniques and tips and tricks? So we thought, why not get someone called Longboard Techniques on to speak about them? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a young guy, but he really knows his stuff. Like, Doesn't he? I feel yeah. like, like, like he's saying this, like 20 minutes in, I felt like I was a better surfer already. Yeah, I feel like... Fuck, that's fucking obvious. <laughs> why, why have we been doing it this badly for so long? Like, 20 years of shit, 20-minute conversation, better already. Yeah, well, he must be an incredible coach. Coach, yeah. coach yeah. if he can do that. Yeah, he's got um, got spaces available throughout the summer, mm. so if you want to take a lesson with him, you can get in contact with him through Instagram. Yeah, his website's going to be up. Yeah, his website will be up at some point. Yeah, so from now now on, like, kind of just contact him on Instagram. He's got really nice demeanour about him. I get the feeling that he'd be very calm with you in the water. Like, if I was a coach, I'd be like, (laughs) he's doing it all fucking wrong. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Do what I say. Uh, But... (laughs) <laughs> he, he was holding very, their heads under the water <laughs> this is your punishment <laughs> but he was very calm wasn't he I get yeah. the feeling he'd be in the water with him and he'd be like yeah really patient. mellow yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. before we get into this one thank you to our show sponsors North Core and if you want 15% off anything you order from North Core use the discount code UK Surf Show 2022 that's UK Surf Show, all capitals, all one word, and the numbers 2022, and that is valid until the 31st of March 2022, and that will get you 15% off anything you order from North Core. Yeah, so if you want to get better at longboarding, brace yourself. Yeah, so I'm Jack, I'm a surfer, I've surfed since the age of 10, and I'm now a longboard coach. So I started surfing at the age of 10, and grew up surfing in Sibeth and East Devon, which is probably one of the least favourable waves you could ever imagine because we only get waves in winter. When we do get waves, it's probably two to three foot. The water is like the most muddy brown you could imagine. And <laughs> it's always on shore. So I, I grew up shoreboarding actually, yeah, but I'm yeah. six foot four now. So obviously, as you can imagine, I was growing up trying to shoreboard these really weak, mushy waves. Yeah. Um, and then eventually when I was 16, I, was, I, I saw people longboarding. So we, we did have a few good longboarders in Sidmouth. Yeah. Um, I, I just remember seeing them and being like, Wow, they're getting so many more waves. They're just their waves are getting away longer. They're just looking like they're having more fun out there. Whereas me, I was stomping around, getting all angry, frustrated. <laughs> so I picked up a longboard, and at the time there wasn't much in the way of online tutorials. So I self-taught myself. Yeah. And I was always determined to be as good as I could at longboarding, basically. So I started competing at 17, so only one year after. Yeah. And I actually won the junior title in 2018. So oh, I was really wow. happy with that. Yeah. Congratulations, mate. That's cool. Yeah. I've always yeah. enjoyed doing sports. That's always been my thing. So I used to do cross-country running, swimming, surf, lifesaving. Those are sort of my things. But then yeah. surfing gradually just took over, especially yeah. when I moved to Plymouth. So I'm I'm the same uh, the same height as you. So yeah. you, that, you find that as a, like a real issue then, did you, being, being so tall and trying to shortboard? I think there's advantages and disadvantages to this because... 
obviously being tall, you have a higher center of gravity, which makes things more difficult. Mm-hmm. All it means is you need to have better technique. So for example, you need to be more compressed, you need to bend your knees more. But right. there, there is the advantage that you have got longer arms, you've got bigger hand span, which means you can paddle quicker, you can paddle out easier. So there, there's, there's definitely positives to being tall, I'd say. And just right. like the general, just extra weight you have in the water, you just get less bashed around than someone who's maybe a bit smaller and lighter. So I'd say right. there's pros and cons to it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like the fact that you started longboarding and then a year late, later you competed and won. We started longboarding <laughs> twenty years later, we're still shit. <laughs> That's the reason why you're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I don't know. That's the thing with longboarding now. I feel like obviously because of the fact you can do it so many more days of the year because you can longboard in anything one foot plus. It just yeah. basically opens up your your levels improvement. You can basically undergo so whereas shoreboarding is maybe only half the year you can actually shoreboard to a to a good standard in good waves yeah. in the uk so it yeah. just opens up the the horizons to just gain better surfing basically yeah so what, what pete mentioned like before we start recording is um we've had a lot of people send us messages asking for like surfing techniques and because people know yeah because people know we're longboarders they are specifically yeah. saying, like, oh, you know, if you've got anybody that can come on and speak about longboarding techniques. So we've got a few questions for you. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, just to see if you can help. So we're coming at it from, like, a total newbie, really, us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, like, as if, as if nobody knows anything, again, really, okay. us. So what would you say would be the best forecast or conditions for – a kind of beginner slash intermediate surfer to to look for in the UK? I know that's an easy one. (laughs) I know it's hard because of the different bays and stuff like that, but just like a general, you know, like wave height, period in between waves and all that kind of stuff. So general rule of thumb, it's quite difficult because the forecasts always say one thing and you turn up in this, it, like I feel like each different surf spot will always be something different to what the forecast says in their own True. way. So I know places that will always be bigger than what it's forecast. Other places it will consistently be smaller than forecast. Right. Say you were to turn up at a beach and you'd be like, right, what, what waves shall I longboard? I'd probably say if you're starting out or intermediate, maybe in the two to three foot range to so say like waist to shoulder high. And you want a wave that's not too steep to start mm-hmm. with. So you want a wave that's nice and soft. So you think somewhere like Saunton and Sands, yeah. basically places that haven't got too much power to them to start with because obviously you are going to be paddling out a lot bigger ball to what you're used to yeah and in terms of period I, I always think that if the period's long it's always going to be cleaner it's going to look more groomed and there'll probably also be better peeling waves as well so I, i'd always look for a smaller long period basically and light winds as well because as soon as you get a chop on the wave phase when you're longboarding it does get a bit difficult especially if you're riding a single fin longboard because yeah. those boards are made to basically to ride over big lumps of chop that's what i'd recommend yeah so um what about like paddling out in on a longboard what sort of you know punching through waves because there's so many different techniques isn't there you know you've got the turtle roll you've got the bunny hops you've got well the worst thing that you normally see with people starting a longboard is just ditching the board obviously (laughs) yeah uh, yeah yeah (laughs) yeah what what, what's the techniques you normally teach for like paddling out Honestly, I'd say the best technique is to avoid the white water. And it sounds a bit absurd, but when you turn up to a surf spot, just observe it for maybe 10, 15 minutes. And obviously, when you're excited, it's hard to do that. And obviously, me and myself, I find it hard also to do that. But yeah. I'd say just try and observe if there's any paddle channels. 
So quite a few surf spots, if you sit and watch it for a bit, you'll notice there's parts along the beach where there's no waves breaking and you yeah. can paddle out in those areas. So it tends to be rips. Obviously, if you're not experienced in the sea, you have got to be careful of doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you know what you're doing, maybe speak to a local first if you're not sure and just ask them where to paddle out because most beaches have a channel to paddle out in. Yeah. And if there isn't a channel, the other thing you can do is wait and see how consistent the sets are, see how much time is in between the sets and try and time your paddle out. So basically the, the aim in the game is to try and avoid having to go over any white water. But say you do have to go over white water, small waves I tend to just say just push up. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people you see, and what they'll do is they'll try and push up just with their upper body, and then their legs will still be on the board, and all the way is going to do is just, it's just going to hit into your chest and push you back. Yeah. So what you need to try and do is go up onto your toes into basically like a plank, essentially, and then the water will pass in between yourself and the board. And then going up to the more medium-sized waves, bunny hops are good, but there's a lot of room for error then, which obviously is fine if, if, if you're willing to try Mm-hmm. But it's quite easy to get thrown backwards doing them. I've the had a board in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say if, if you're trying to bunny hop, just try, what I say to people is try and lean forwards a little bit before the wave hits you. So you basically want to give yourself lots of time until the wave hits. And then you lean back and then lean forwards just before the wave hits. And that's going to give you a surge of push over the top of the wave. Yeah. And then obviously bigger waves, you can turtle roll. That's the safest way, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and but the, definitely the, don't ditch your board. No, definitely, <laughs> and the technique for the turtle roll—that's um, that I've, I've I've looked online quite a lot of them, and there's they vary massively in people saying you should be tight to the board, you should have a gap between you and the board for the water to pass through. What what would you say the best turtle roll technique is? I'd say as long as you don't let go of your board, that's the right <laughs> technique. Yeah. Uh, basically. As soon as you're having to turtle roll, it's probably a wave you're a bit scared of. It's probably a decent-sized wave. Yeah. The aim of the game is just to keep holding your board. So say you come up and it takes a while to get back on the board, all like, it's all a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. So long as you've still got hold of your board, I'd say it's all good. So don't worry too much about it, but maybe just think about... I'd say the best thing is just, is just try and give yourself as much time as you can up until when the wave hits. So try and do it nice and early. Get, get yourself comfortable. Make sure you're holding onto the board correctly, like nice and tight. And then try and pull the board down towards you because the wave wants to rip the board out of your hands. Yeah. yeah. Whereas what a lot of people think is going to happen is that the board's going to come to your face, but it's, it's, it's the exact opposite of that. So the board's going to try and get ripped out of your hands. Yeah. So just I think grab hold nice and tight. I've done that quite a lot, actually, where um, because you don't want to hold your breath for too long, I've waited to the yeah. last minute to do the turtle roll. And, and you're right, you're, you're not comfortable. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have time to pull it to your chest and it does just rip out your hands or... Or whatever so that's that's yeah. good tip to it, i do it? i find that i find with a turtle roll when you have to do it every now and then it's one of those ones where you'll do it and you'll be like oh shit i'm off the board scrambling to get on the board or whatever every now and then you'll time one perfect and you'll just hit the back of the wave and it will just sort of flip you and you like yeah. land back on the board <laughs> and you're like bloody hell i've got it and you go for the next one you're like oh shit <laughs> and you just pad it off and go yeah totally planned that yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah but you're right like get, get into the beach I think every surfer is falls prey to that, like that overexcitement, and just get in and not observe the, the yeah. beach. Because when the on a beach break, when the water comes in, it has to go back out, doesn't it? And that's exactly what that exactly. channel is, isn't it? So, I mean, we fall prey to that. I think the first fifteen years we made that mistake. Just like <laughs> don't make up like we don't do it anymore. We still just run in like idiots. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah that, that's that's a really good tip that is because uh yeah we've we fall prey to that yeah no <laughs> Okay, right. Um, so, right. So we got the the best forecast, or for like beginner to intermediate, and then the the paddling out. Um, so there's a few different pop ups for longboarding, isn't there? Yes. Um, and techniques on on how to catch a wave and stuff. So, I, I mean, I've got a few written down. You'll probably know more on that. But so you see, some people generally lighter people paddling on their knees, and obviously the pop up is a lot easier because they're on their knees, aren't they? Like two knees on the okay. board. Like uh, like the wood with a with a normal paddle board kind of thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then a lot of people do like the one knee and up. Generally, you know, if they're bigger guys or girls as well. So uh, and then there's also the normal pop up, led down straight to feet. So, I yeah. mean, what obviously the best one is going to be the one that you get onto your feet quickest. But is there okay. actually, um, you know, kind of a reason for the others as well? Like, is there a reason why you would use the others? Well, I think. When you're popping up, you just need to remember to take your time. So whichever method you use, it's always good to just take your time with it. So most of the time, if you're falling off after your pop-up, it's because you stand up too quickly and your hands are above your head. And if you do things quickly, it's harder to think about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I say just take it slow and just obviously just think about what you're doing and just try and focus on getting your back foot on the board fast so the reason why when you back foot down first is because then it puts weight towards the fin which is then going to engage your fin and keep you from nose diving but say you put your front foot down first that's going to put all the weight towards the front of the boards whilst you're dropping down the face and that's going to nose dive you mm-hmm. and the other thing to consider is long boards because they are long they're not made to fit in the wave vertically mm-hmm. they're made to fit along the wave so when you're paddling in try and so say you're doing a faded takeoff which is which is a type of takeoff where you basically paddle towards the peak of the wave to try and position yourself in the pocket. Then you want to try and angle yourself towards that and then directly back along the wave. Or say you're doing just a basic takeoff, you want to try and angle that takeoff along the wave rather than straight down. And then just take your time. Because if you think about it, once you're moving along the wave, whether that's on your knees, lying down, you're already moving along the wave. You can take as much time as you like at that point. Whereas if you're going straight down the wave, it makes you feel like you've got to do everything super quickly and it's all a big rush and you end up, falling off because you stand up too quick yeah, yeah I, I say that's the main thing is just try and take your time with it i mean that's that's really good to hear that because when people well when you look at videos on youtube they're all talking about you know getting up as fast as you can and it needs to be an explosive movement like all those words explosive and it makes it feel yeah. like you've got to be really quickly so i i mean i, I think there's I, a time and place right yeah yeah so when would that be to, to do like an explosive pop-up? Well, if you think about the sort of waves you'll be longboarding, they're not particularly powerful, fast waves. So mm-hmm. that's one thing is if you're having, so say you're in, on a sort of wave that's meaning you have to do a really fast pop-up, you're probably not in the right conditions for a longboard. Right. So I'd say the more hollow barreling conditions, then you do have to be really quick to your feet. But yeah. If you do find yourself out in those conditions on a longboard, you're probably not in the right place. <laughs> That's already what I'd say. This is all us. What are we doing? <laughs> I honestly think. Like, that's the thing with longboarding is so many people like expect themselves to be taking it out and all the stuff a shortboarder would. Yeah. Which obviously, when you're starting out, just isn't realistic. But obviously, as soon as you get more advanced, it, it, it is an option for you. Like you can yeah. see what what some like pro longboarders do. Like they they start pipeline on longboards. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's so far you can take it 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, I, I just scared to surf puts on a big day on a longboard. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. It's a scary radar, to be fair, when it's big. Yeah. Right, so right, so that that covers the, the pop-up then. So take your time with the pop-up. And then yeah. so when you're up then, so the board you'd engage the board and trim straight away. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and so is it would there be a technique for that or is that just all down to the pop-up and placing your back foot to make the fin engage yeah. and then you'll naturally in trim? So first of all, we have to think about what trim actually is. Mm-hmm. So what trim is, is it's basically the balance between the flow of the water moving up the face of the wave, and that's countered by the weight of you pushing down on your board. Right. And also there is another element to it that obviously you've got your fin, which increases the hold that your board has to, to stop it sliding down the wave face. And you've also, when you're in the pocket of the wave, which is where you always want to try and be, mm-hmm. you've also got the lip of the wave on, on the tail of the board, which will also balance your weight as well. So if you think about the sort of part of the wave where you're going to get that flow of water up the face, you you have to be at the top third of the wave mm-hmm. and also nice and far in the pocket. So I'd say that's a thing you should focus on as soon as you pop up is just trying to trying to get yourself into the pocket of the wave. So that's the so what the pocket is is the is where the white water is. Mm-hmm. It's the steepest part of the wave and it will make you have more speed. It will make you more stable as well from having more speed. And then as soon as you learn to ride the pocket, it just opens up all your horizons for all the other longboarding maneuvers. Right, so that's, so that's the, the beginning thing, so. step then to to, to do yeah. all the, everything else. Yeah. It's true. Exactly. See, because we have two like we surf very, we, even though we're similar sort of level, we surf very differently. As Leighton will be um, taking off on a wave at an angle and he'll be going right. straight down the line. And I'll take off, like you said, don't do, more straight and then bottom <laughs> turn and okay. then come back into it. <laughs> So you know, I, I'm, I I would say I'm slightly angled, but I'm more I'm more of a from a skateboard background where I drop in straight down, like onto a like you know mini ramp sort of thing, yeah. and come in that way, and then turn okay. into that. That is is there a big disadvantage from doing that? Well, going back to what we were saying about the different types of takeoff. So obviously, I mentioned the faded takeoff, the angled takeoff, and then the one you're describing is just a more standard takeoff. So more more just a more more of a takeoff to a bottom turn. Yeah. So what type of takeoff you do all depends how far away from the peak you are when you're paddling for the wave. Yeah. So because obviously, like I say, the aim of the game is you want to be riding in the pocket when you're on the wave. So say you're paddling for the wave and the peak's miles away from you, you want to do a faded takeoff, which is where you paddle yourself towards the peak as you're going for the wave. So as you catch the wave, you want to be angled towards the peak. Mm -hmm. As you pop up, you then look the other way, so back along the wave, and it will swing your board along the wave. So that's what you do when you're away from the peak. And then your takeoff you're describing, which is which is right in the right place and time, which is where you just take off straight and bottom turn, it would be on a, I'd say, a sort of mellow-ish wave. Not yeah. as mellow as the wave you do a faded takeoff on, yeah. but it's one where you don't want to just race along the line because otherwise you'll end up too far out on the shoulder of the wave. Yeah. It's one where you are more or less in, in, in the right place, but all you need to do is just get yourself moving along the wave in trim. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the angled takeoff is more of a late takeoff. So that, that's that's when you can see the waves walled up. You're like right in the pocket, and, you, and yeah. you need to just get along the wave. That's when you do the angled takeoff. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Definitely. Right, and so once you're in that position, that perfect position to start the other manoeuvres. Um, so we got obviously the top turn and the bottom turn. So yeah what would you like what's the technique for that so it all starts with being nice and compressed off the bottom of the wave because if mm-hmm. you're compressed if you imagine a spring if you if you push a spring together 
it makes more potential to then extend and then basically almost jump up the wave face. So that's going to jump you up the wave face, up to the top of the wave. And then you'll be able to then get nice and compressed again to bring you back down. So anytime you want to move up the wave face, you want to extend. And then to get back down, you want to compress. And that's going to make you basically do S turns up and down the wave. Yeah. So that's the first step to doing a top turn. And then, and then as soon as you get more experience, you'll start trying to make it more extreme. So you'll go more vertical or say you're doing more carve like turns, you'll go more figure of eight. So you can base it. So just from going from the basic, just up and down, nice and cruisy, you can then take it to doing anything. Literally. <laughs> There's yeah, so cool. much you can do. Yeah. And, and what, what positions will your arms be in when you're doing that? So you're compressing your legs in your moving yeah. up the face of the wave. How would your arms be situated? So when you're longboarding, especially, it's really important that you're facing front on when you're surfing. So obviously what you don't want to be doing is facing side on because then your chest isn't actually looking where you're going. Mm-hmm. And it makes it harder for you to see where you're going, especially on your back end. So what I say is to try and keep each hand over each rail, which will then open up your chest and your shoulders. So then you're facing along the wave in the way you're going. I mean, it'll make it a lot easier to see what the wave's doing. And it will, you'll also find it a lot easier to have more control over your surfing. Rather, because as, as soon as you stand side on, you mm-hmm. obviously can't see what's going on behind you, especially on your back. And like I say, I mean, you're surfing blind. And obviously, then it starts getting scary. You start yeah. getting in weird situations, can't see other people. Yeah. We've spoken to you for 19 minutes. I think I'm a better surfer already. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, all the things that you say is the wrong thing to do. We yeah, do, we pretty much do. We, we, the thing we've we've said loads of times, like to for people if they're starting surfing, to go and have a lesson, you know, just to get yeah, you started. Definitely. And we did that thing of we, you know, oh, we're not having a lesson. We're, you know, well, I think it's ego <laughs> in a way, isn't it? You know, it's it, a lot of people when they do it, we're not having a lesson. Oh, I'm just going to get a surfboard. I can skateboard. I can surf. And uh, you quickly find out you can't. And um, (laughs) you just pick up bad habits along the way and you just carry on doing them, you know? And also for people listening to this, um, this is obviously your your longboard coach. So what you're saying is kind of founded in fact and experience where online there is so much shit out there which people will listen to. We post a lot of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's nice for people to, to hear some actual facts Oh, but I feel like that's the thing though about longboarding. There's there's a wealth of shortboard coaching and there's also really good tutorials online. Like you've got the Hurley Performance Club, I think it's called. Like there's all these different tutorials for shortboarding online. There's like all these different shortboard coaches out there. It's like more platforms available. Whereas yeah. for longboarding, it's a really new thing having coaching. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I feel I feel like also just because longboarding is is, is coming back into fashion, it did go out of fashion for a bit. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I, I wasn't surfing at the time when it was the shortboard revolution yeah. and all of that, but I feel yeah. like it Don't has definitely come back all. Into- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but with it coming back into fashion now, there, there are more opportunities for coaching and there's more tutorials out online. But that's kind of why I started this Longwall Technique Instagram page, is just to kind of share my knowledge about it. Yeah. Because I was self-taught, because at the time I was learning, there, there wasn't anything out there that was meaningful, like you say, so... It's really hard to actually find ways to like actually learn the correct technique. Yeah, yeah. So like now we're going through, and you know people are 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 feeling that you know paddling into the wave, getting onto the wave, getting into trim, turning. Then you're going to want to start maybe like walking the board a bit. Yeah, this is this is one of my big failures constantly. (laughs) I either 
walk, I either lean too far forwards or I, I end up taking like half a step and just zipping the board out from underneath me. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like with cross-stepping, you first of all need to feel really solid surfing in the pocket. Yeah. Because if you try moving up the board when you're not in the pocket, you'll break the trim and you'll nose dive straight away and you'll feel like you're way too far forward. But that's literally because your board's just stopping dead because it's too far out the pocket. Yeah. So what I recommend is just try and get really comfortable right in the pocket. So especially try and get your cutbacks good. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. So when the wave's steep, you want to just try and get nice and compressed to make it past the section. And then when the wave flattens out, you want to do a cutback. So that's the first step to ride in the pocket. As you get more comfortable, when the steep sections arise, rather than getting compressed and going down the bottom of the wave, you'll want to trim along the top third, like I was saying earlier. Yeah. But it's really important whilst you're doing that that you stand in the correct stance. So like I said, you want to be front on. You want to have your hips and chest facing forward. And it does also really help when you're starting to cross-step that you have your feet at 45 degrees along the stringer, yeah. which is obviously the centre line of the surfboard. Because if you have your feet at 90 degrees... You're going to be doing this weird side shuffle, (laughs) which is really hard to do. And obviously, like, I mean, I started off by doing that. But over time, I was watching more experienced longboarders on YouTube. You see that they all stand with their feet facing forwards, not all the way forwards, but like I say, at 45. And it's really important as well to try and keep you back upright. And as soon as you're in the right stance in trim, just try and stay as still as possible. Mm -hmm. So if you start moving your arms around and stuff, it's just going to throw you off balance. But if you stay as still as possible then the first step to trying to cross-step is just move your back foot and cross it in front of your front foot and just try and hold it there and stay as still as possible in, in that position. Yeah. And then as you come out of the steep section, literally just bring your foot back into its original place. That's, that's kind a, of like the first stage lining the cross-step. That's a really good tip. And what about like arms in that? Because like, I feel like I've tried cross-steps and like my arms are either up here or trying to be out there to like try and keep my balance. Or <laughs> yeah. would, would you say same position like over the rails? So it's really hard with arms, and I I still struggle with this myself. Like my arms, quite often are all over the place, and yeah. especially me being tall, that really puts me off balance. Because my arms are like probably well, I mean my arm span's probably six foot in arm, like yeah. it's just pure arms. So as soon as they go up in the air, that's me out, like off balance. So I say the main thing I'd say is once you feel your balance in trim, try and keep your like all your upper body as still as possible. So try and keep your arms nice and low. It does sometimes help to have them out slightly. So, because obviously, if you bring them right into yourself, like right next to, like by your side, it's going to make it more difficult. Say there is a little wobble, mm-hmm. it's going to be like as soon as you move, it's going to push you out of your center of gravity. So, if you have your hands low over the rails and slightly out, that's probably the best position to have your arms. Yeah. That's, cool. that's good. Yeah. That's, um... So, we, yeah, so we need to get that the board in the right position before we start crossing. We just need to like wipe our minds and start surfing <laughs> at the very beginning. It's just, honestly, as like we know by the amount of people we've spoken to, people say stuff about like different surfing techniques and different things they do. And we just end up going, yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, oh, yeah we're really, really shit, aren't we? Yeah, we just I think do everything wrong. I think we, we've picked up so many bad habits over the years. It's harder to unlearn them than just to start again and learn again. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And you've got that thing, when you're surfing with a mate, if if your mate tells you you're doing something wrong or they can see you're doing something, half the time yeah. when you're surfing with a mate, you don't want to listen to them anyway. You're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just, <laughs> what the hell do you know? Start them instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. You're doing that wrong. Yeah, whatever, I'm still going to do it wrong. <laughs> no, I feel like, I feel like in, t- in terms of breaking habits, though, the best thing you can do is less. It sounds like probably the opposite of what you'd expect. 
But if you literally pop up on the wave and start trying to do everything and like start thinking about where your hand is, where your head is, where your hips are, feet are, it's just yeah. too much for your brain to process. So yeah. if you actually just try and stand there, like I say, just focus on being on the po- like in the pocket. Just try and keep your upper body nice and still whilst you're doing it. So because obviously surfing is your feet and your legs and your hips primarily that do the movements. Mm-hmm. Try and just use the arms to obviously guide your board. But other than that, they should stay pretty still. Yeah. And then once you stay more still and take it slow, you'll have more headspace to start thinking about all these other things you can do. Yeah. So I say less is more, basically. It's yeah. as simple yeah. as that. Really. We've definitely fallen prey to that as well. Yeah. How many surfs have we been? You've been like, you're, you're too in your head, aren't you? Yeah. You know, you're you're trying to do too much. You're, before you're even on the board, you're already trying to work out, yeah. you know, the top turn or the bottom turn. You're not even on the flipping thing yet. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. So that that's a, that is a good tip as well. Um, so what about when you're walking the board, obviously the aim is going to be to nose ride and then yeah, hang yeah. five and hand ten. So that is just the same as walking the board, but you're, it's just a process of getting that first step, getting the second step until you get to the end of the board, or is there like another technique when you're at the end of the board? All right, so yeah, so what you want to do is you want to try and work your way up to it, like you say, so that, that's exactly right. So you start by just crossing your back foot in front of your front foot. That's just mm-hmm. your simple one step. I mean, eventually you want to then bring what your front foot was to then become your front foot again, if, you, if that makes sense. Obviously, it's yeah. quite hard to explain over yeah, this, but yeah, like, so you yeah. basically want to do the full two steps. I mean, you're just you're just in your normal stance, but just further up the board. Mm-hmm. And then from that, just have a look at how far from the nose you are. Some people like me, because I've got long legs, I will sometimes be on the nose already, just from just from doing two steps. Yeah. But if you're if you've got smaller steps, then you might have to do another two steps. Mm-hmm. It's it's just all about playing around and just seeing how many steps it takes to get to the nose. But like I say, the aim of the game, once you're in trim and in the in the place on the way to start cross stepping. It's all about staying still because the more movements you make with your upper body and arms, the more likely you are to, to basically jolt your board and then come out of trim. As soon as you're out of trim, if you try and go to the nose, you'll nosedive straight away or slip out or something. Yeah, because th- that said, I like when you see videos of people like nose riding that are like really good, mm. all their movements in their legs, like all, like, you know, everything's like back and forward and the top of their body's like perfectly it's still. It's like, um, yeah. like, like walking a slack line, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we exactly, used to yeah. do exactly. some of the slack lining as well. So yeah, yeah, like top of yeah. Should, should work out. These Why aren't we <laughs> relating? <it? laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that's something that would really help a lot of people as well though, is because like there's all these like surf skates coming out for shortboard training Mm. but if you try and think of ways you can practice your cross-stepping on land because obviously quite a lot of people i used to be the same i used to live somewhere which didn't get waves over summer so i'd have to find ways to train on land yeah yeah so just doing simple things like trying to practice cross-stepping with the right stance trying to keep your body still just along something like a beam or even just like say just a log or something Mm -hmm. like even that will really help you cross-stepping yeah i mean you can advance it up to doing it on like a longboard skateboard i know there's these ones you can buy i'm not sure that i think they're called handballs or something and they're literally like eight foot long skateboards you can just yeah. practice your foot wide up and down. so yeah this is what we were saying the other day we were having a conversation about um about surf skates and we were saying like yeah surf skates are great but every single one of them move differently and turn differently and you know some yeah. turn off the front foot some turn off the back but none of them are really aimed towards longboarders no, are they not, they're all like short relevant, sort of they? you know it's, they're great yeah. fun to practice on, and, yeah, you yeah. know, when there's no surf and like you know, practice turns and stuff like that. But the turn, when you turn on a surf skate, it feels nothing like when you turn on a longboard. No, 
No, so what I actually did, and it kind of works, it kind of doesn't in some ways, but I actually took the carver truck. So I used to have a carver board. I actually took the front truck, well, both trucks off the carver board and put it onto a longboard deck. All right. And it kind of works, but also, like you say, it doesn't quite feel like a longboard would. Because yeah. right. the thing about a longboard, you've got such a wide turning radius, mm-hmm. and almost like as soon as you do a short radius turn, it's more of a pivot more than it is a lean. Because on, yeah. on the surf skates, it's really encouraging you to lean like you would on a shortboard. Yeah. So that's what those trucks are built for, is basically for shortboard training. Mm-hmm. But like I say, I think, I mean, I've never tried them, but I've seen on Instagram and like other places, there are these other longboards that are coming out, which are literally almost life-size longboards, but they're, they're just obviously skateboards. Yeah. And they yeah, do have yeah. a truck that makes it tip and like pivot more like a longboard would. Oh, uh, cool. sold. But they're so expensive. That's the issue as well, though. Yeah, they're not gonna sold. <laughs> they're they're going to be yeah. like six or 800 quid themselves, aren't they? Exactly, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh damn! Yeah, need one. I wonder if they want to sponsor a podcast. Let's see. Let's <laughs> <laughs> chuck some emails around. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so your own surfing then. So at the moment, you're you're, you're coming to us from Barbados. Barbados. Barbados yes. Nice. Another one. Another break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, can you can you explain like you know why you're there and like what the surf's been like? Yeah. So. Well, I was at uni in Plymouth since 2018, and I, I just recently graduated this year. And I, I had a load of trips planned. I was meant to be going to, to Fuerteventura. But then that trip to Fuerteventura, which was the uni surf trip at the time, was actually booked for what ended up being the first week of the first lockdown. Yeah. Obviously, oh, that didn't happen. Human. I was honestly, it was the worst feeling ever. Was, <laughs> I feel like it's even more effort to unbook a trip or like rewind the trip than it is to actually book it. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so then that put a stop to that. And then ever since, there wasn't really any other like, opportunities to go travel, really. Yeah. So yeah. then this came around. I was working in Newquay as a surf instructor this summer. Mm-hmm. Earned enough money. I was like, to my girlfriend, I was like, let's go. So we've been out here for four weeks. We've got another three left. So seven weeks in total. Oh, and yeah, just, it's honestly, first time surfing the tropics for me. It's been so nice just to actually train and be able to do multiple sessions a day without being freezing cold and having to go and have a coffee every half hour or something imagine. <laughs> you can't like i can't even imagine it no no we're, we're having, oh, you've gone at a good a good time because the waves this summer over here have been shockingly shit yeah. like yeah. i think i think the wave gods have taken the winter off and yeah. uh fucked off to Barbados <laughs> but it's it, honestly it's been a nightmare um we have I haven't surfed in like three weeks and I think oh, last was, time I surfed was Christmas Eve yeah it's just it's just crazy we, it's just storm and winds all the yeah. time at the moment but I think that's the thing though it's like over summer was awful and then we had a I think we had like a week in autumn and yeah. that was about it yeah. It's just all these north winds as soon as it's north winds in the UK I'm not sure what's happening but we seem to just constantly have north winds now yeah. It ruins the whole coast. Yeah. Like yeah. everywhere is literally ruined. But then like, that was, I think Christmas was all right. Like, like you say, or, like literally on Christmas was good. Yeah. And then we had, well, the last month when I first came out here was really good. But yeah. it was ironic because they were having the worst season they've had yet over here. Mm. So when I turned up in Barbados, it was like one to two foot. It's meant like normally you get trade winds here, which make wind swell. So it's normally about four foot more or less every day. Yeah. Instead, it was one to do foot. I was looking at clips of people on Instagram back home surfing, like Fistula, all, all these places, like yeah. firing, like perfect. Yeah. Like, 
how, how has this happened? I've literally put this trip and it's somehow just swapped over now. It's always the way. So um, the questions we often ask people about their own surfing is, can you remember the best wave you've ever had? And can you remember your worst wipeout you've ever had? Yeah, well, best wave I've ever... It's weird because like, I feel like they all just blur into one after a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of people yeah. say that. But like, like you say, I think... I think we've been so starved for good waves the last year in the UK that it's just kind of gone over my head the last time. But I think that's the thing, like, on, on a longboard, every day is a good day for surfing because there's so much yeah. more you can go out in. So yeah. I feel like, to be honest with you, um, I mean, I've had some good waves out here for sure. So I'd say literally in, in the last week, I've had some real fun waves. Yeah. Worst wipeout probably today. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> lost, yeah. Um, so what happened, I was just going, it was, it, it's, it's the biggest day it's been since I've been out here and obviously first time surfing at anywhere other than the UK. So I wasn't quite used to the power of it out here. Yeah. And I was paddling for a wave nice and chill, just like I was a fish or something. First wave get launched over the falls onto my board. And I was riding a fish cause it was big. So I was yeah. like, Oh no. And I could just literally, I, I just knew the board was under me still. So the fish tail, which is obviously pointy, just goes yeah. straight into my calf. Oh, and I'm pretty sure it's all bruised up now because it's like so <laughs> stiff and tender. I can barely move it. <laughs> oh, nice. That's, that's the first time we've had a when's your worst wipeout. Yeah, it was today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I see the other ones maybe being a Port Levin. I've had some pretty bad. I mean, I've only surfed it once and that one session didn't go well at all. No. I'm, 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 I mean, for, I mean, for one, I'm not really used to shoreboarding anymore. So yeah. I, it was that one swell we had. It was in January or something like that and it was decent size it was pretty packed and like for, for the people who surfed it like obviously you guys might have done it as well it's so hard to catch waves out there if mm. you're not from there or not a known face well, obviously I, I wasn't a known face yeah so you kind of have to take off on the insiders yeah so right. it's just sucking dry so you can literally see like all these rock boils coming up so i just kept going over the falls and then within 40 minutes, I snapped the board. Oh, no. I ripped my wet open, was bleeding. It, was, oh. it, it wasn't good. That, does, that is a bad wipeout. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds yeah. worse than today's. So. <laughs> yeah. so that was almost like, that was just like little wipeouts, but over a whole session. So I'd yeah. say that was probably one of my worst sessions ever, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think Paul Flevin's one of those places where a lot of people want to surf it but a lot of people shouldn't surf it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm one of them. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that, but no, there's a lot of people that, I know I've seen a lot of people that go and surf there that like either aren't ready to surf it, or like you said, if you're not known to the people that are there, you've got to take off on the inside and you're, mm. you're just going to be screwed yeah. anyway. You know, you've got to work, you just, it's one, you've got to work your way up to it, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so when when you come back to UK, you're going to be continuing to be a, a surf coach, and so yeah, temporarily it will be. I've applied to be a lifeguard in Yuki for summer, which nice. will be a nice change because then I'll, what I'll be able to do. Because the thing about doing like normal surf coaching, where you're doing say five days a week, three sessions a day over summer, is you're mm. wiped, and that's all, all your energy is going onto that. Yeah. So obviously now this longboard coaching is starting to take off a little bit more than it was last year. Yeah. doing something like lifeguarding which is still taxing but just not quite as tedious because you're not in the water like all day every day in the sun just getting burnt up in a wetsuit yeah. so you've got a bit more energy to then focus into other things so that's mm-hmm. sort of the plan is to do lifeguarding and also obviously my longboard coaching as well alongside. yeah so where Sorry. where uh, 
what's like the kind of the plan for the longboard coaching? Like, where where would you like it to take you? Um, well, eventually, I want to take it international. It'd be amazing to do worldwide clinics. So, I'm doing my first. I've been doing one to one coaching and like online coaching during lockdowns. But I've I've had a few online and also in person clients. But what I want to eventually do is be able to do like week long clinics and stuff like that. So, I've already got day clinics arranged from March, which I've yeah. already well, I've, I've already got people booking onto them, which is really amazing to see. And then cool. from there... Where can people go if they want to book on there? So it's quite ghetto right now. You just literally just send me a message. So yeah. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> If it works, um, it I'm works. In, I'm in the process of trying to make a website for it. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's taking time, obviously. But it's, yeah. it's getting there eventually. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd say, yeah. So obviously start with the day clinics this year. Maybe move up to doing more week-long clinics. And then once I've got a few of them under my belt, see if there's places abroad which would be good to do it for example oh, here in barbados you've got really good lumber waves yeah like all around the island in certain conditions because it's, yeah. it's a, such a small island you can drive to all different ends of it within 40 minutes yeah. you've always got a wave which can be surfed so it's, somewhere like here would be ideal for i know there's a few um in portugal and morocco as well that would be good places to uh yeah. to do something like that well, as well. Oh, definitely yeah uh, I'm sure it'll take off, and what a great life you'll so, have doing that. It's all, I just thought of another question. Totally random, another question then. So what what sort of things would you um, – because a lot of people that listen to this podcast are landlocked surfers as well, so they're not yeah. going to be able to surf all the time. What can you do at home when you can't longboard? You know, Does that make sense? You know, What, what sort yeah. of things can you do training-wise? What sort of things can people do at home? to like help them progress for when they get back into the water so obviously try and stay fit that's probably the main thing you can do so i say my favorite forms of fit because obviously like i say i used to live somewhere that didn't get waves year round like yeah. we we would do occasional trips to cornwall north devon and bantam on the south coast yeah but other than that we were pretty much stuck just training so i started surf lightsaving which is a combination of board paddling swimming and the ski paddling which is basically like these really long unstable kayak things yeah yeah and it also involves running as well so some sort of cardio exercise and then also try and stay mobile to do loads of flexibility work if you can like doing stuff like yoga is always good i, I definitely don't do as much as i should but i'm trying to improve on that yeah <laughs> but yeah just try and stay mobile i mean like i say what, what, what i was saying earlier about the cross-stepping drills just try and like simulate it as best as you can yeah so doing stuff like trying to cross step like along beams on skateboards just anywhere really it's like i mean it sounds stupid but i, I used to when i was learning it i used to cross step all over the place like all around the house I mean, <laughs> walking down the street like mr soft <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 all, all it is is muscle memory so if you can build up the muscle memory then the next time you get in the sea you, you'll have it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great mate uh, that's there's some absolute brilliant tips there. Yeah. I mean, all of them for us. But. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think people will get a lot out of this because, as we say, we've had quite a few people saying, uh, can you do something on longboard techniques and tips? And, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Is, is there anything else you'd, you'd add to the tips and techniques that we didn't cover in that? Try and be safe because, obviously, on the longboards, they're a lot harder to control than the shortboards. And a lot of the time when you're surfing two to three foot conditions, you're going to be in with crowds of people who maybe have never even surfed before. There might be surf lessons out, might be yeah. in the middle of summer at Fistral, for example, Croyd, mm -hmm. summer which has got a lot of like surfers who aren't used to the sea and like watching out for other people. So maybe try and find a surf spot that's less crowded or go to a different peak along the beach that might not be as good as the main peak. But yeah. go to the one which is going to give you the greatest opportunity to basically have a free space to try new 
stuff because obviously on the longboard, whilst you're learning, you haven't got a huge amount of control. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Obviously, wear a leash to start with because there's this thing of like, oh, yeah, go leashless, which is cool if you can longboard. Yeah. But if you can't longboard or say you're trying to learn something new, so even me sometimes, like, because obviously I've been longboarding for a while now, but like when I'm trying to learn something new or if, I, if I'm going out into waves, which I'm not quite sure about, always just put a leash on just to be safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say. Yeah. That's I great. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's a, a brilliant load of advice for everybody out yeah. there that yeah. wanted, you asked for longboard uh, techniques and tips and there you go. Yeah, there's yeah. longboard <laughs> techniques. So where can yeah, people yeah. find you? Where can people find you online? Uh, so it's called Longwall Technique on Instagram. That's my coaching page, which I run everything through. I will get a website up and running, like I say, eventually. But yeah. that'll probably take some time. So yeah, just just the Instagram for now. Or you can send me a message on Instagram. So I'm, yeah. I'm Jack Gorish on Instagram. You can send me a message on there. Or just literally anywhere, really, you can find me. Cool. <laughs> so as soon as your website is launched, let us know and we'll promote it as well mate yeah, we'll exactly. on the, yeah. like you said there's not there's not much out there for longboarders so uh you're kind of rare so uh, <laughs> this would be really valuable for a lot of longboarders that's yeah. for sure yeah and uh oh, thank, you. thank you very much for taking time out of your holiday to speak to us yeah yeah nice thanks one. for having me thanks for that jack he's nice what a guy yeah like, what a lovely guy like someone like so young to have so much knowledge about yeah. like longboarding and he's like like normally like this is going to sound really bad you'd look at someone young and they'd start talking about stuff and you're like yeah yeah what do you know <laughs> do you know what, do you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean yeah. like but, in a way. but he's but, like, like one competition so he's got yeah, the credentials as well yeah. and he you can just tell by like obviously because we could see him you can tell by the way he was talking and moving that he's just really mellow and he really knows what he's talking about and he's taken time to really study it yeah, and I feel like he's found, like he's been intelligent enough to find a part or like a, an area in the surfing industry that isn't covered that much. Yeah. You know, because cause longboarding would generally be classed as easier than shortboarding. Yeah. Then, you know, most people think, well, why would you need a coach? It's just going out more. But as we both know very well, that we, we definitely need some help. <laughs> we need all the help we can you know, get. Like he, he might have just said something where someone listening now is going like, bloody hell, that's what I'm doing wrong. You know, I'm, you know, not not studying the beach when I get there, and yeah. I'm, I'm by the time I get out to the lineup, I'm absolutely exhausted, and I can't do my pop up properly. And yeah, because I definitely do that. You know, well, I thought something he said on there that was really good was the point that when you go out, try not to think of all of this at once, because we've been guilty of that as well. Oh, right? yeah, we've looked at stuff and gone right. You need to do this to pop up better. You need to do this to paddle better. And you go out and you have a. Re- we had one on one of the episodes when I said to you, next time you go out, just just go and have fun. Yeah, yeah. And you said it was the best surfing yeah. ages, you know. And, and and also the other thing um, that we kind of uh, spoke about on there as well is is the pop up when he said, "Take your time." Yeah. How many you never hear that? It's yeah. always bang to your feet, explosive, you yeah. know, and and like. I never think because you are moving slower, like slower on a longboard, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like that shortboard where you pop up and like drop down deep in like into the like, yeah, yeah. face of the wave. And you I mean, like, we're never going to be surfing waves like that, even on a longboard, are we? Really, we're so. never going to be getting up quick at our age, really, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lucky, we lucky if I get up off the board at all. <laughs> just <laughs> going to start bodyboarding, him. right? Well, the other pop up that we like doing is the Zimmer frame pop up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
How do you pop up whilst using a walking stick? Yeah, <laughs> but no, you know, there's so many good tips there, and like, like you said, like you know, try not to think of it all at once, and like simple things, like you were saying then, that just like we're clicking into place, like try and keep your hands like over each rail, which makes perfect sense because your body just straightens up then, so you yeah. like, you know, the your thing, legs, are, but, your legs are side on, and your body's twisting round. The other to, thing is, like, um, we're not relating the things that we can do to. To, to surf it you know like because you're, you're a really good skateboarder and you would skate like that like i've seen you yeah. skate like face on yeah but when when we're on surfboards we we don't you can you kind of go yeah. into and then like, as soon as you said like practice cross step on a slack line i was like oh fucking hell yeah well we can slack line we could been slack lining for for yeah, years haven't we, that, you know? i never even thought of that because that's like it does your balance and you cross step on a slack line yeah 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 we're idiots yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but cheers for that, Jack. That was absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, he took time out of his holiday in Barbados. Another one in Barbados. What is going on? Everyone's going to fucking Barbados. Why aren't Why are we, we in Bar- fucking Barbados? <laughs> Why are we not in Barbados right now? Yeah, so uh, yeah, cheers for that, Jack. As you say, absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, go and check him out. Longboard Techniques on Instagram. And, yeah, he's yeah. got loads of loads of like free tips and tricks. Yeah, there's on, loads on of his, loads yeah, of information. Yeah. Um, and so you can see like you know how good he is and if you do want a, a lesson with him to take you to the next level or just to get over something you're struggling with he seems like a really cool guy so. yeah send him a message go down to Newquay have a, have a trip away and have a longboard technique lesson yeah. yeah yeah. so that's pretty much it don't forget head over to Northcore and get 15% off with the discount code the UK Surf Show 2022 and that will get you 15% off anything you order from there. And if you could head over and like and subscribe on uh, YouTube or go on to iTunes and leave a review, that really helps us out. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for today. And we will also, see you next time. you could go over to, uh, to buy me a coffee and uh, oh, join yeah, on there too. Yeah, join, support the show. Um, there will be bonus podcast episodes coming on there soon when they bloody release this feature yeah um but we also put uh blogs on there and we also do more in-depth kind of blog on uh, on our guests and more photos of them and stuff like that so if you're interested in that shoot on over and join the tusk tribe it's tusk isn't it i keep forgetting tux the fuck is wrong with me <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs>